This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Eddie wristing in around the wall on the Tampa end. Far side to near. Lightning reverse it near side to far, but give it away. Bailey couldn't hold his own. Turnover in tight. Picks up. He This is BetQL Daily with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. The call that we, we might just play that call the, the rest of the uh, the show here with the Islanders winning last night. And it perfectly sets up our next guest, Michael Leboff of the Action Network. I mean, his Twitter profile says he grew up in the Coliseum, which last night may have been the final game at the Coliseum. Uh, for the Islanders, if they can get to the finals, obviously it will not be. But what a game, what a night, and what a playoffs here in the Stanley Cup. Michael, how you doing? Welcome to BetQL Daily. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, I'm wonderful. What a night. What Michael, night I, I, I'm shocked you have a voice this time around. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, you know what? It, um, the, you, the, the last time you guys caught me the, the after clinching that series, it was much more of a party last night, you know. Uh, it was pretty scary up until the bitter end. So, um, you know, it wasn't as much screaming until until the last second when the Islanders clinched it, and then it was a lot of beer throwing. <laughs> of course it was, and, and and understandably so. So, Michael, we get a Game 7 now, which is there's nothing better to say in, in any sport, but certainly hockey, a Game 7, your Islanders in it uh, against the Lightning. The Lightning are significant favorites back at home in a Game 7 uh, now that you've kind of you know wiped the beer away and calmed down and have your voice together, your thoughts on this series as it moves back to Tampa Bay for a Game 7? Uh, Islanders are the big dogs here. What are you thinking about Game 7? Yeah, I mean, look, I, you, you know I'm an Islander fan, but I just think the price is too good to pass if you're going to be playing this game. Um, you know, a lot of times you hear horse players, uh, people who love to play the ponies, um, talk about drawing a line through a race and or just tossing tossing a race out for a horse, maybe because it was an outlier due to a bad run or bad post position or whatever. And if you look at the series, you look at games one, two, three, four, and six, it's basically been dead even at five on five. Um, these two teams have, have played a very tight series. The Islanders have skated with the Lightning in five of the six games, and there was one game where they didn't. And if you think that that game five, eight, nothing blowout was the outlier, you can toss it. And I don't see how you can't look at this price and be like, look, there's, I'm not laying it with the lightning in a game where, uh, in a matchup where they've shown um, they can't really get separation most of the time. And not, not to mention who knows with Nikita Kucherov. So, right. uh, I mean, it's, it's, 
to me, like, I get it. Like maybe you're a big lightning fan or you, you, you don't like the Islanders or something and you want to just bet, bet against them or bet on the lightning and you do it, go right ahead. You know, I'm not here to judge that, but I think from a value perspective, you, you gotta be looking at the underdog. Do you think there's a chance by the time we get to Friday night that this uh, this actually drives up because the narrative maybe gets a little out of control? Lightning off a loss in the playoffs over the last two years, they've been unbeatable. Yeah, I, I mean, I do, and I I think there's there's a chance that we see this, especially with the Kucherov news. If if, if it trickles in, that maybe he'll be playing. I I personally think he will, um, and you know, Eric Chernak too. Uh, I think that Cooper is he's a he's a pretty Rye guy, and he'll he'll be be coy about it. But I think that he'll that both those guys will end up playing. And yeah, when you talk about that narrative, the fact that they haven't lost two in a row in the past two years in the playoffs, and the fact that the last time the Islanders were in Tampa, they lost eight nothing. I think you're going to see people um, start to to head towards the Lightning. Um, I just I don't I don't agree with it personally. But like you know, if you're if if that's the kind of better you are and you, you're just looking for a ride, like what, go for it. Um, I just, you know, that, that's a, that's a hefty price to play in, in a, in a series that's been this tight, even though it's come down a little bit since, you know, what we saw in for game like five and one and two in Tampa. Michael, we have ourselves a game six tonight, golden Knights, Canadians, uh, the Canadians are up in this series, but still yet, despite a home game tonight for Montreal to try to close this thing out, the favorite in this game, the golden Knights, it feels like, the market still isn't ready to accept the Golden Knights might go out. Their number to win the whole thing is still not even that crazy, considering they're down 3-2 in this series where they even get potentially to the Stanley Cup final. Your thoughts on where this series is right now? Do you think the Canadians can finish this tonight? Or, or do you think there's some value there to going back the Golden Knights to come back and win this in seven? Yeah, I, I actually, you know, I I will rarely lay it in the NHL. I think the probably the highest price I paid this season and last season was minus 145. And I actually think the number on the Knights is all right. Um, for this game, you, you look at where they were for games, uh, for the rest of the games that were in Montreal. And this is a big discount, even though it's trickled up a little bit from uh, where it opened. Um, you're, you're still getting like a 20 cent, 25 cent discount on the Knights, at least depending on where you're going. Uh, so I, I do think that minus 140-ish is not a bad price to pay on, play on this team. But that being said, like, yeah, the, the Canadians have been the better team in the series. I think uh, they have the, – the Knights have led for 16-1-6 minutes since game one in the series. The, the Canadians have held them to, uh, like, of their 123 scoring chances, I think 52 of them or some 52% of their scoring chances have been of the low-danger variety. So – Montreal certainly has a system that's working against this team. Uh, the Knights really are struggling to get to the interior. Um, but I trust, I still trust Vegas's defense and goaltending to, to keep them within a game in a game. And uh, so I really don't think it's a terrible price at minus 140. So whether, whether you want to play like the minus 140, then maybe roll it over. If you think that they're going to win the series, uh, roll it over in game seven or something like that. I don't hate that either, but um, it, for, for me, at this price, it's nice. Nights are nothing. With the Action Network's Michael Lieboff on BetQL Daily. Michael, even though we are late in the semis, is there still some value for uh, cup futures? Tampa Bay is the favorite still at plus 160. Montreal plus 310. Vegas plus 345. And your Isles plus 400. Yeah, I think the, you know, the, it's, if, 
if you want to just if you want to do it, I think you, you're you're looking at either you know Vegas or the Islanders are probably the two that uh, at this point have the best value. But there's other ways to kind of shop around, like maybe uh, like a Conn Smythe bet. I think is if if the Knights win, Braden Point's going to win the Conn Smythe. I'm sorry, the Lightning win, Braden Point's going to win the Conn Smythe, and he's like four to one. So like you, I would much rather like play something like that than than pay the price on Tampa. Um, I think that there's a couple Islanders that are interesting. Uh, Adam Pellick's a hundred to one. Uh, I know Matt Barzell's come on pretty strongly here, but he did struggle in the beginning of this, the postseason. Adam Pellick's been a rock for them on defense and the, the Islanders just really spread things out so much that there hasn't really been a star for them. Um, and then also they're both their goalies have played a significant role. So it's not like it's going to be automatically go to the goalie. So I like, like Pellick at a hundred to one is decent. Um, and then there are a couple of nights I think are really, you know, interesting too. I like Alex Petrangelo. Uh, I think you can get him at like seven and a half to one. You might be able to find a bigger number. Um, and same, same goes with uh, Patrick Reddy too, because he has a big Stanley cup. If they win and he has a big series, like he could be the guy uh, considering their goaltending has kind of wilted a little bit and you might see both goalies uh, if they, in the next series, if they go that way. So um, that's, that's how I would look at it. Like just think about before you, before you bet, you know, a team to win the Stanley Cup think, all right, like, is there a higher Tom Smythe number out there that it's going to be this player if this team wins? So um, that's that's how I would survey kind of the future market at this point because it is so deep. Michael, before we hit the Euros here and your thoughts on the on the uh, the field of 16 that is now set, do you have your tickets secured for the, uh, the Stanley Cup finals at the Coliseum? Are you going to be there if the Islanders are there to close that building for a few more games? Oh, uh, if, if they're in the Stanley Cup, I... I, I made a promise with myself. Yes, there's yes, but I made a promise with myself long, long time ago that I would stop at nothing to make sure I was in the building for <laughs> Stanley Cup final game at the Coliseum. And if they play Vegas, I'll be there too. I'm going to go absolutely um, get to yeah. see them <laughs> play on the road. So uh, if, you know, I, I'm thinking game one in Vegas if they play Vegas, and then you know, obviously three, four, and six at the Coliseum um, for sure. With Michael Leboff, the Action Network, we wait on the round of 16 in the Euros, which starts on Saturday. Uh, everyone wants uh, a futures pick. Any futures value that you like heading into this uh, this portion? I do actually. I think there's a there's two interesting on um, you know semi long shots. The one I, I think is interesting from if if you really really want to take a, a stab, it's it's uh, you know the Czech Republic. I like. Uh, at 101 that's the same price they were basically before the tournament um the netherlands have looked really good uh but they could still get they, they've they allowed a couple goals early on to ukraine north macedonia had a goal that hit the post and then one that was ruled out by VAR. so they're susceptible um the czechs there they, they didn't look great against england but it was one nothing game and thomas socek had a, had a really good chance for them to, to level it um I think their path is pretty decent too, because I believe it's uh, you. The winner of that game plays the winner of Wales and Denmark, and and that's the other uh, team I like too in the market is uh, excuse me Denmark. If you're you're looking at like twenty to one, but I think the better way to probably play that would be a rolling parlay, right, where you you play them to advance um, because they'll they'll be dogs uh, from this point out. Uh, after they if they beat Wales, they'll they'll be an underdog against the Netherlands and then whoever the, they likely play in the the semifinals they get that way that round but uh you know Denmark was a, a sleeper coming in obviously we saw what happened with Christian Eriksen in, in their opening match and but they've been playing really well they were their expected goals numbers are, are really great uh 
they, that was not an easy group to kind of navigate, especially with their situation, and, and they were able to do it. So I think they're interesting. Um, if you if you want to shop towards the top, uh, I think it's it, it, like Spain is interesting. I think at, at the number, but I, I tend to I tend to look look deeper than that in these kind of tournaments. Eight and a half to one on Spain, though, uh, would probably be of the favorites, the one that I like the most. Michael, if you look right now on points bet, you could find seven teams starting with France four to one, down in Netherlands nine to one, that are bunched up there between four to one and nine to one. Does that say uh, more about kind of the parity in this tournament? Does it say something about France? They're not more of an overwhelming favorite. W- what do you make of that? That so many teams are bunched up there as the favorites. You know, the the top seven or so to win this thing. Yeah, I think it's a parity, right? Like um, these when when this tournament was about to get going, France was such a slight favorite over England, and then you saw money coming in on Italy and Portugal, Belgium, and Spain were all kind of hanging around nine to one. So it's it's it really hasn't shifted all that much from the, uh, from like the start. And I guess you, I guess you got to hand it to the bookmakers for projecting this one. Like these numbers really look so similar to what they were, um, you know, when there were 24 teams left. And obviously that is part, partly due to the fact that 16 of the 24 teams advanced. So, uh, but I, I just, in, when you're talking about a single elimination tournament in a sport with as much variance as soccer, um, I would, I would tend to to look towards a bigger number, um, especially in this round, uh, when instead of you know trying to shop for a team that is like six to one, seven to one, just because like you know we we can see like a, a handball here or there can one goal matters so much in soccer that one lucky break um, you can see a team like you know whether it's Sweden or you know Czech Republic whoever uh, get through to the round uh, to the quarterfinals and then once you do that you know as the Montreal Canadiens have shown us in, in the Stanley cup playoffs, like all that really matters is getting through, right? Like making the tournament because then anything can happen. Um, and I think that it, because of that, that's why I would definitely shop uh, for something a little bit bigger than, than those guys at the top. Cause like you said, like any one of them could win. I, I, I view France as the favorite for sure, but like there's very little between this, these teams that between like the yeah, one through seven or so. All right, we got your futures angles. What about this weekend? What do you like? Uh, well, it's it's I I think it's it's not a fun bet, but I think Austria is interesting at six and a half to one against Italy. Italy's been awesome um, throughout this tournament, but Austria's midfield is good with uh, the guys like Sabitzer, Schlager. Like the they sound like a brewery in the middle there. Uh, they they have like a, a good enough midfield to kind of disrupt Italy. It gives us some problems. Uh, Sabitzer is a great ball distributor. I like, um, so I think like if, if you're looking for a big underdog, uh, they're the, I like them at six and a half to one. I like Germany two to one against England. Um, Germany hasn't looked great, but it's just like that, that game doesn't, it's not going to, it doesn't seem like it'll be a high scoring game and it's going to probably come down to one or two, you know, a one, nothing or two, one. So I think Germany at the price is, is decent. I think those those two teams are basically on level pegging in my in my eyes. Uh, England has has shown that they can get the one goal and then they'll just sit back, and that isn't what you want to do against better opposition. So they they do str- uh, kind of scare me a little bit. Um, and then like I think the the Sweden Ukraine game I think is is going to be maybe the the most interesting of them because Sweden has shown uh, basically they, they were pretty good going forward against Poland, but that was a, you know, weird game script. But aside from that, they played just great defense against, uh, against Slovakia. They, 
They have uh, their goaltenders in great their goalkeepers in great form. Robin Olsen, like against Spain, they got lucky to hold them to a tie. But I think Sweden uh, of at like plus one thirty five against a Ukraine team that I I think is really lucky to be here uh, is is a good price too. Great stuff, Michael. We appreciate. It. Good luck to your Islanders. We'll check in again soon, especially if you're watching them in the Stanley Cup final. On the other side, we got to talk some NFL here. NFC North futures. Packers, Bears, Lions, Vikings will go through it all right here on BeckQL Daily and the BeckQL Network.